Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Compete Waffle. Well, what a week it has been in Australia and a very big couple of months all over the world. And uh, it's been a time that has been very anxiety driven, uh, a lot of fear, a lot of confusion and a lot of unknowns. Uh, one of the big thing that's happened, things that has happened in the last couple of weeks, particularly for our Compete crew, has been the cancellation and postponement of a lot of events, a lot of seasons when it comes to team sports and a lot of you know, loss of direction and purpose and a real fear around their identity that's come from that shift and change. Uh, and there's a really big reason why our next guest has been invited on is because she is incredible in this space and her name is Leah Gilbert. Uh, she's a sports counsellor and very, very, you know, insightful and practical when it comes to all things resilience. So we don't all only just talk about the athlete in here, we talk about the active individual, the everyday active, the professional athlete, um, what that means to your identity, what that means to your purpose and what that means now moving forward into your next goals, hopes, dreams uh, and purposes moving forward. Uh, we also talk about insecurity. Um, there's a lot of financial insecurity, uh, jobs are being lost, jobs are being paused, leave has been made to be taken uh, and the length of time that that is for is really unknown and that goes for both you know the athlete but also the um, positions and job space. So we discuss that, we discuss what it means to um, feel that and what our next direction can be and should be when it comes to um, supporting each other uh, and coming together in a place that is is um, full of potential uh, if we choose to really take that next step. So without further ado, um, I am going to introduce you to Leah. Enjoy. Well, it is my pleasure to introduce Leah Gilbert back to the Complete Waffle. Mate, you have set a record, three Complete Waffles now, my word. You must be a favorite, a crowd favorite. <laughs> Welcome. We all need the, we all need the canned audio. Yes. For, the, for like the, the empty crowd places now too, like, woo! Yes, back. I'm back. However, the reason we've invited Leah in is not necessarily the most positive reason, but it's why her voice needs to be heard by many. And there's a really good reason why she's one of our favourites to talk to, is that she is our voice of reason. Um, and in this time, I was very aware of a lot of dis disappointment amongst our athletes, a lot of difficulty finding direction um, and confidence and also motivation in this time. Um, but also mo more recently, a lot of stress when it came to um, the job prospects and job security, financial security. So there's lots to talk about today. Um, we're really hoping to bring um, some clarity in that space. So thank you so much for joining us, Leah. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And it's, uh, as you said, it's not necessarily um, happy happy circumstances but and it's also I think both of us are very similar in that we've been reluctant to add to the noise that's mm. that, that's going on because we're aware of so how overwhelmed so many people are um, at the moment too but it is a, a time we do realize I guess that that my children wouldn't agree but we, we are kind of <laughs> voices of, of of reason in in you know in a, a space that's really really noisy at the moment and hopefully um we can help bring some clarity for you or just just some ideas about um how to navigate this kind of period yeah thank you i um i guess the place to start is um 
you know, one of the main reasons I reached out originally was cancellation of a lot of events, but also seasons of team sport being interrupted and again, postponed or cancelled. We still don't know for many of them. what is your first bit of advice when that news comes through um, to someone in that situation where, you know, there has been a very prolonged pre-season or there has been a very long build-up in training um, to this A event or this one-time event? Mm-hmm. Can I just first off say before I give some tips is that I can completely relate to how you're feeling. Um, after I had my second child, Ravi, I had some complications that I wasn't aware of until he was about six months old. Um, and what there happened in there is that every six months for, for three years, three and a half years, I would have surgery and then uh, six, seven weeks recovery and then start and get back into training again, train really well um, for say five months and then I would have another issue and I would be back in surgery again uh, for another cycle. So I probably went through that cycle six to seven times. Um, so, you know, and it was an unknown thing. I never knew whether it was going to come back or when it was going to come back. So there was that feeling of anxiousness about, I, I don't know. I don't know how long I've got to, to enjoy this. Or, and I always did it with a goal event in mind. Um, and I was always training for something. So I know how many of you are feeling right now. Um, so it comes from a, a kind of a, a space of empathy and I can, I can completely relate to, to where you're, you're sitting for a lot of you, um, particularly if this was like a bucket list event when we're talking the big events. Um, you know, like we all know what things like UTA and, and Port Ironman mean to people. Um, and sometimes for many people, it's the event that they'll do once um, and they, they don't sort of comprehend doing it again. And, um, and I guess I'm also very aware that if you were one of those people who was preparing for a May event, then you would have been in your biggest training loads or you would have been looking down the barrel of one of your biggest training loads uh, and fatigue would be high. And you would have just been wanting to just get it done so you could get it over done with. Yeah. So, you know, like I am aware. Real love-hate relationship there. I am aware. Like I can feel exactly where you are. Um, and I've prepared with many people over the years for these events. So I know exactly the headspace where what we're dealing with right now. And so it would be a massive kick in the guts. And there would be that division between, well, bugger it, like, that's it, why bother? Mm. To, well, what am I going to do? How on earth can I do this level of work again? And how can I sort of build myself up to get through it? Because I was just about through it. And you mean to tell me that I'm going to have to, like, push myself through this a second time, but I don't know when. Um, so there's, you know, like it, I understand completely where everybody's at. Um, and, and there are some things that we can sort of talk about that, that can kind of pull you back um, and kind of just help get a bit of clarity where you can make those decisions about, about how you want to feel about it, how you want to approach it. Mm. And just some, some ways that you can pull yourself back and tap into what you need to just to help you tread water for a while. 
I love that. I'm really excited to delve into that for the main reason. I think most have had a few days now or a week yep. to um, comprehend their feelings uh, and feel. Yeah. And I think you're probably one of those people who encourage that feeling. Is that right? Yeah. It's it's almost like, and we talked about it um, in it with another group yesterday, where there've been events that have been completely cancelled. So they haven't been postponed, they've been cancelled. Um, and it's you almost have to allow a little bit of grieving time, particularly when it's a big event that may have just been a, a one-shot um, or a bucket list kind of thing. It, it is, you, you do have to allow yourself to, to feel that. Mm-hmm. And, and then to, then to move, so that you can move through it essentially and you can make, get to make that decision of, well, do I, do I take some time, you know, re- see how I feel about the possibility of having another go next year um, if, they, if it's on next year? Or did I really, really feel that I could probably only give it one shot and I just have to be okay with, with letting it go? but not seeing it as a failure on my part, mm. um, but also embracing everything that I learned about myself along the way, the fitness I developed, how strong I realized I was. Um, and then the other alternative is, is can I get creative and replicate it on my own um, or with, you know, some responsibly socially distanced friends um, good for that. You can, you can, you're meant to stay socially distanced in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, you know, like, can I, can I find a, a creative way to do what the, you know, so that I can achieve the same mileage, but I just might not get the medal. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, like I, I'm not sure that you, un, anyone really undertakes a full Ironman to get a medal mm. because that's not the kind of motivation that can hold you through the six hour rides. Mm. And, and the things that you need to do when you're bone tired, um, it, it sort of, it, it would have been something more that, that compelled you to do it in the first place. Um, so, so for people who are, it's important to feel what you, what you need to feel, um, but it's important not to stay there. Okay. Um, and, and sometimes it can be a little bit hard to get out of it when you're in a high fatigue state. Yeah. Is there a way where you know that you've stayed in a certain state for too long? Is there an easy way to know that or a sign that you... Oh, like... your friends might tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a loved one might might encourage you to get some perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like generally most of us will have friends that will allow us to kick stones for a couple of days and then they'll gently encourage us to perhaps, you know, okay, so what are you going to do about it? And let's face it, the circle of friends that a lot of endurance athletes have or a lot of athletes have, they, they don't, you know, they don't allow for you to, to, to kick stones for too long because they want, they want that. Yeah. They want you to, they want you to, to move forward and they want to see that you succeed. So they, they want you to keep going. Um, so I guess that the greatest sign would be how the people are around, around you are, are reacting to it. Mm. Um, and if they're sort of starting to go, well, you know, come on, let's, let's see if there's, what do you want to do? Do you want to do another one? Do you want to do, you know, and help you find um, the next stage in your thinking? And what um, is the next stage there, Leah? Like, you, you know, those grievances can definitely feel angry at times and disappointed for sure. And 
what is that next stage? Is it, I guess it must be dependent on each person. The, the, hard, the hard part of, is, particularly with these events that have been postponed and seasons that have been suspended, is that you don't necessarily know when it's all going to click in again. Yeah. So you're treading water. Mm, and it's and, and it's just it, it's one to to start with it's just so out of our control mm. that you know we had it's you know like I was thinking about it the other day and I thought you know what it's easy to not be able to complete an event because of injury or because of illness because you can kind of put like a reason to it and you can go okay well you know like I had an injury occur and and like it was a shame but I'm going to do this so you can, you find, like I, I feel like you could move through that process a little bit easier when you can tie it to something that happened to you. Mm. Um, but I think because this is such a dynamic situation that's changing every day that, that um, you know, that potentially will impact many of us at some point in time, it's just not now. Um, mm. For a lot of us that are sort of based in, in this area, like we might not have many six degrees of separation that are impacted at the moment. So we're kind of like up against something that's changed our, it's changed direction on our behalf, yeah. but it's not something that's right, you know, in our lives that we can mm. go, okay, I, 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 you know, like I can reason, like I get it. Um, yeah. It's so beyond our control, but it's also so indefinite, like it's so vague. You know, like most people I know, endurance athletes, their coaches can only give them a week in advance because they just like to know too much detail and they like to be too organised and, and their coaches quite often are, are kind of trying to lovingly encourage flexibility and, and adaptability because we are very rigid and we're very structured and at the moment nothing's structured. We don't have a date. We don't have, you know, like it's so unknown um, that it's it's hard to say how you move through this, except yeah. that you just it's it's going to be a different facet of you as an athlete that you're mm -hmm. meeting right now, um, mm -hmm. in in how you cope with things that are, are completely beyond your control. Yeah, I, and that's a that's a beautiful thing in itself, but super challenging, and I'm sure yes. very confronting, uh, and definitely something that we would often see in a retired athlete. Um, yeah. Uh, you know that unknown that loss of control or that um unsuredness about direction and things is a really common thing that i think we can draw back on about you know that injury is a really big piece because it's definitely a conversation that we bring up with any injured athlete is what's the opportunity here yes you know, what's our next direction and what's our focus from here that's going to look different to our original path and i think with injury often we can have like as you said that it's happened to me i feel it Yes. But also there might be that reason of like, oh, I know what I did wrong this time or I know what yes. I'm going to do better next time. This is like that's so unknown and so out of our control that we're like, well, how do I know for the next event it's not just going to happen again or something else is going to stop me from doing it? So I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety in that piece. Um, and I know that this is probably going to reach some athletes that are in lockdown in other countries. Um, and many in Australia already who are homebound or at least trying to um, minimise that social contact. So yes. what, what can we do here in terms of that? You know, I'm visualising and I have definitely talked to athletes who are now kind of just on the couch, kind of, you know, in that emotional space of just, I'm just going to do Netflix. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I just, what, what's the point, you know? So for people in that space, which is probably, you know, can many, we swear? Yeah, 
We can swear. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Okay. So now's not a time to put things in the fuck it bucket. See, that's worth the swearing. It, okay. It's and yeah. and it's a term that I use with a lot of my athletes because it's you and you know it. You know exactly the bucket that I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. And and you can't do that. There's some things that do belong in that bucket. Yeah. But this this doesn't. Yeah. So the the hard thing is is that it, and it's. It's going to have to really, I mean, and I guess for those who are in sort of either self-imposed isolation or who are in, in lockdown, if you can take the time to get really compassionately honest with yourself and, and how you're feeling and really what's causing the greatest distress, is it because if I'm not a triathlete, then what am I? If I'm not a cyclist, then what am I? If I'm not being a cyclist on a bike um, and going on hill rides and going on massive long rides outdoors, am I a cyclist? Mm. Or if I'm not a rugby player, what am I? And, and so it's almost like, and for people who have, have been athletes from a really young age and elite in their space and have gone through consistently as that, as that athlete, as a soccer player, as or sorry, football player. As a rugby player. As a sorry, football people. Um, as a as a rugby league player. You know, as a swimmer. Like if that's if that's you've 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 spent a majority of your life in that space, going through that, it's actually going to be really confronting meeting who you are elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And if I if I am not this, then then who am I? And I guess the beauty of, of lockdown and isolation is that you have the ability to explore that. But given that you have seasons that are sort of held off, um, you also have the flexibility to discover different ways to move and different ways to, you, you've kind of been given a little bit of like a leave pass to be able to explore different forms of movement and training that you might really enjoy. Yeah, I love that. And and what it means is that essentially, like when you know, like years ago, when you and I started really working around the space of encouraging people to embrace themselves as athletes, one of the greatest things good athletes do is that they adapt. Yeah. And I know that when I was going through, um, so I had the situation where I was, you know, as a triathlete, I couldn't ride a bike anymore, and I couldn't swim in pools. Mm. and and running was was hard you know like as far as what I was dealing with so it was like if I am not this then what am I yeah and at the end of the day I thought I'm an athlete so I adapt and I find what can I do so I took up golf I took up strength training and it and it was about I learned so much about myself that it kind of holistically put together little pieces in a jigsaw puzzle that will make me stronger Mm. as and it just it sets different foundations but I found that that golf was great and I didn't realize how much triathlon had taught me about my golf that's cool so it's it's more about okay if I cannot do that for now what can I do Mm. what is it that I can do And, and I've just sort of um tonight you know I'm also dealing with kids at home at the moment so I you know I'm working for before you know before they wake up Mm. And then I start again at nighttime, not unlike yourself. So, you know, like we're all adapting in, in lots of different ways. Mm. And, and 
I'm in the process of putting together some resources that I've started seeing coming up, like Dave Scott um, with his dry, dry land swimming session that you can do. People are, are going to really step up at this time yeah. and they're going to provide things that are going to help you get through to keep your body conditioned um, because that's so important right now. Like even with the health emergency as it is, the most crucial thing that we can do is keep ourselves healthy. Yeah. So it's really important even for the average person mm. to, to make really strong nutritional choices so that their, their immune system is strong. You I know, paid like to say that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. So I'm yeah. the take. Yeah. Um, you know, like making really strong nutritional choices so that your immune system is strong. Um, you know, watching your mental health and maintaining your, your mental energy and watch what you're, you're exposing yourself to and limiting yourself to, to things that are draining that tank. But it's also so important to be physically active and to train and to move. And at the moment here in Australia, we're lucky um, because the majority, majority of us can still get out and we can walk and we can run and we can ride our bikes we can you know and we can enjoy the outdoors just at a safe distance at the moment and we are really really blessed to be able to have that right now um we don't know how long it's going to last for so if there are people who are sort of sitting on the couch going well why bother mm. i encourage you to get outdoors now mm. and embrace it and and take mental snapshots of it and really enjoy being able to be free outdoors because we just, we still don't know what the future holds in that space because yeah. we all could be training in our backyards in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's really important to honour that um, that training piece that it will look different, it'll feel different and you'll be doing different activities to what you might consider as, you know, ideal. Yes. Uh, you may be eating differently to what you would say was ideal because of food availability and challenges there, but there's all progress points and I think yes. that's really important that we focus on those progress points and um, seeing opportunities for what they are and finding little you know silver linings of where to from here and I was having a discussion today of you know um, for an athlete that was really like okay well my what now where do I find that direction but also going is there some opportunities here in my nutrition and I was like well you know what, we've got an opportunity here that we wouldn't usually, yes. we have time that we wouldn't usually have, we have an ability to drive adaptations that we wouldn't usually be able to do at this point in the season. Yeah. Um, you can really work on some habits that you have struggled with when you were busy, but now yeah. you've got a bit of time, so let's work on these. So there is opportunities and I think that's not just nutrition focus, but also in life and focus of, you know, mental health and um, that side of things, Leah, I think there's definitely some choices but I know before we started recording you were mentioning that importance of a coach would you like to kind of go through that I think? yeah I think I kind of I did mention that that the people I, I am concerned the most about are people who don't have coaches um, and who who are doing decent ultra distance events um, who you know so and who have kind of followed you know like a perhaps a, a, a purchase training plan like a, a sort of a stock standard, sort of this is how you get to this this level. And I hold no judgment on those. It's mm. just that um, it's not a time now to, to go back and go, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to hold this training load for, the, for however indefinitely because I, I don't want to lose fitness and I don't want to drop back. Only really, really seasoned coaches would be good 
at, at this kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Um, who can who have perhaps worked with a lot of different people over a long time, who know how to adapt things really well, and uh, and to chop and change. So it, it's a I think it's a really important time to pull a support network together. So it, it is about if you don't know how to to eat on a lesser training load, then to to speak to someone like yourself. Mm. Um, it, it's about engaging help in, in this, the, the areas that are going to help you optimize this period of time for yourself and make sure that you're, you're not sort of decreasing your chances of being, you know, of, of heading into those big training loads when, when you need to. Mm. Um, so it is, it's about getting, getting a coach or getting some advice from a coach, Mm. um, and, and, you know, engaging nutritionally with someone to, to help this, this phase. But the other thing that you were saying about uh, it's the opportunity to, to experiment things as well, it really is. There are lots of gifts. I understand that a lot of people might not be in the headspace to, to see them right now. And you might want to punch me when I say, you know, like, and a lot of the, a lot of the, the people I work with, when I say, yeah, but what's the gift in this? And yeah, I know yeah. It's like, I, you know, like, I, don't tell me, don't talk to me about gifts right now. Yeah, I am not in that stage of yeah. change. Yet. There is no gift right now. Yeah. There, there are gifts and, and yeah. I appreciate that you may not be able to see them yet, but depending on where you're at with, with, with your event and your training, if you're an, a newer athlete to this space and you're new to that distance or you're new to trail running or if you're new to Ironman, you know, there are so many things that you can learn by becoming a student of your sport over this time. Even elite athletes don't really have time to sit and learn their craft. Mm. they might watch video they might what you know like you spend a, time, a lot of time watching video learning about your team learning about your um you know like it's very individual focused mm. or it's very um game focused mm. strategy focused pick an area of your training that you've always been you know fascinated by like why do they alternate these on different days or why why do they do that with pre-season or how can I optimize this time so that I'm mentally stronger or that I have greater mental endurance? Or there, there, is, there is always something. You never know everything about your sport. Mm. And, and when you start talking about grit and you start talking about resilience, the grittiest people um, across all facets of life are engaged in what they do because they're interested in it. And we all started in what we what we love because we were interested in it and it fascinated us we were good at it but we also were really really interested in it so it, it might be about thinking about things that you've always wanted to know mm. and now is the time to to because you do have time on your hands to learn them or what have you always wanted to learn outside of your sport and this is particularly sort of for elite and development athletes mm. what have you always wanted to know about but you haven't had a chance to, to really read up on or to listen to podcasts about, or, you know, like how do you grow as a person away from, from your sport? So that if you are feeling that if I don't have this, who am I? Perhaps when something else happens, you're not going to have that as severely as you do right now. So there's always little ways that you can grow, um, but become fascinated by, you know, 
read things that inspire you. Sort of give yourself a reading list. Read one thing a week that inspires you, one thing a week relative to your sport, and one thing a week that, that's got nothing to do with your sport but you've kind of always wanted to know about. And that'll start and help you sort of uh, plug some holes or grow as a, as a person. Um, as for, for people who are, are sort of more competitive level or more seasoned, now's a brilliant time to look for the one percenters. Mm. As you said, like it's a great time to test different nutrition strategies. It's a great time to think about your, the last big block of training that you've had and what you can improve on when you get a second chance at it. Because not many people actually get a second chance at that big phase of training. And not many of us are able to execute it to 100%. So there's always something that we tend to get to the start line or to, to the start of the season that we're not entirely satisfied with, that we didn't give one session our all or we did slack off a bit on something or we, we didn't really take the time to do X. Now's the time where you can go back and you can almost do a bit of a debrief on what you've felt that you've done really, really well so far. Mm. And what, what are the little things that you can actually improve or what can you try differently? Um, it's a great time to try different gear or settle in different gear um, because usually this close to an event, you're not going to buy new gear so mm. that you can adapt to it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's also like the universe is sort of buying you a little bit of time for those of you who were at this point but weren't perhaps 100% where you wanted to be ideally, whether you had a niggle, whether, you, whether you'd been unwell and you suspected that you might have been sort of pushing it a bit too hard or, um, you know, like you'd been prone to some colds and flus and stuff like that. Now's a really good time to, I guess, regenerate and recalibrate so that you can start, you're almost starting on a clean slate. Like you're not start, but the clean slate fitness wise doesn't have to be from scratch. Yeah. You can start with this higher improved level of fitness that you've been able to, to maintain with some advice over this period, but you're starting from scratch as far as you've got a clean slate. Yeah. So you can, you can make the next block of training or your next sort of preparation or the next phase of competition you can rewrite how that looks if you're not entirely happy with how it was looking thus far. Um, and I guess particularly when we talk about elite sport and then we also talk about endurance stuff like Ironman and, and UTA 100 and, and, and those kind of distances, um, there are so many small things that you can do that can contribute to your overall result. So you could, you know, you know, like you can think about your last event or your last race um, or your last long run where you didn't do something as, as well as you could have. You didn't stick to your nutrition plan as well as you could have. You didn't stick to, to your hydration intake and you, and you left yourself a little bit dry. Um, you hadn't been as strict on your strength and conditioning work, so you had a bit of a niggle. Um, or you, you know, like you feel like your checkpoint work could really, really do with some refining because you want to be able to, to, you know, push for a position or a podium kind of thing. So, um, there's even 0.5 percenters that you can start working on. It's just that you have to tap into to the person that wanted it so badly in the first place. Yeah, I really like that message because I think a lot of us are, well, if I can't train 110%, then I'm just not going to train at all. 
Um, and so finding that reason, it's something that I've had to really work on since having kids because I was like, I'm, if I'm going to do an event, I'm going to do an event 110% and I don't want any regret. Yeah. But my relationship with exercise changed because of that and that was really challenged once I've had kids and I lost control of that ability to do something 110%. Like workouts changed. My ability to complete one workout was ridiculous. My ability yes. to do more than 20 minutes at a time was not possible, you know? Like yes. it really challenged like, okay, just because I'm not sweating or because I'm not breathless doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. But yeah. And it all, it'll all add up to something, but yes. it just looks different to what my normal is or what my 110% is. Yeah. And I think at the moment too, um, there's, you know what it's like when you're in that big training block and you do lose connection with the joy of, of what you're doing because you, you're just trying to tick over the sessions and get the miles in it and that kind of thing. And same as pre-season. Um, you know, like it's it's just a slog that you you forget. It, it sometimes you forget why you love what you're doing, mm. and this period really helps you. It gives you the freedom to reconnect with that because mm. there's going to be time. Like your loads, obviously, not going to be as big um, as those really big fatigue build weeks that come six weeks before an event. It's going to be that little bit lower but you're going to be able to do it in a way where you're going to be able to reconnect with why you actually love doing what you, you know, what you're doing. So why, what running really meant to you when you started, it's like reconnecting with that person that started that all that, that time ago um, and finding the joy, but in what it means to you beyond the event. Yeah. Because yeah. for so many of us, our training is our, it's our bliss space. It's our mental health. It's our, you know, like it's how we feel like we've got the day under control. You know, like if, if you get, if I get training done of the first thing every morning, then the, the day could go to shit and I, I don't care because I've, it's, it's done. And I feel like I'm, you know, I'm kind of in control of the ship of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's about, you know, like this and, and it's back to the, the gifts. Sorry mm. for those who don't want to look for the gift right now. It like, it'll be, yeah, listen yeah. to it again when you, you know, um, and that's what the gift can be as well. Um, you know, like someone was saying last night is that they were actually able to do slightly less structured training in a different location than what they mm. would have done it yeah. had, had they been sticking to their training plan. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it helped remind them why they love running so much and why they love trail running so much. So, mm. um, it, and it's really, you know, like when you think about with everything being so uncertain and so beyond our control, mm. connection is so important right now. And yeah. for your motivation even to, to be able to, to just tread water and, and, and be able to stay ticking over with what you've got to do it's so important to be able to connect with the why mm. of, of what you're doing. Why did you sign up for the event in the first place? Mm. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a quote that I um, got from an athlete yesterday and I thought that was really insightful and so on point to what you just said. Um, it provides such a good opportunity to remind us why we love what we do. I get to ride now to no power, no training time, no kilometres and just ride to what I feel like. As easy as, as easy or as hard, as short or as long and eat well to what my body feels like. That in itself is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And it's a gift too. 
Mm. You know, like, and, and that's where we, we said as well, you know, like perspective's a thing, um, you know, like, and, and I think when we're talking about an event being postponed and, and delayed, you know, it, it is quite a significant thing given the amount of time and who you are invested in it thus far. Yeah, that investment, it's like financial, it's mental, it's time, yes. it's family, it's social, you know, so much investment and commitment and things. That yeah. You know, like, don't don't feel like you don't deserve to feel just because, you know, other things are worse than this. It's, you will still feel disappointed and that's okay, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then And then once you move through that, you may wish to look for some perspective. Exactly right. Because yeah. the perspective is going to just help you realise that, that actually your ability to do the event at a later date is still completely within your control. Mm. It is like the things that you need to do essentially to be able to complete the event to the best of your ability when it comes back up is completely in your control because it's just about doing the training that's assigned to you now, looking after your health mm. and, you know, making sure you're getting good sleep, making sure your nutrition's strong and it suits the period that you're in looking after your mental health, you know, like all of those things that, that, that you need to do in order to be able to, to get through this period is, is within your control. I love that. And I think it's really important because I know one of the questions that we got um, from one of the athletes was like, how do you now set goals when there's no a race to set a goal for? Yeah. And that really delves into what you were saying, where it's really habit focused. You know, it's what habits can then define who I want to be or who I want to become out of this. Yeah. And it's it's a good time to to kind of move from an outcome goal as well mm-hmm. and move to process goals. Mm-hmm. Because if you in you know, like if you actually if you the beauty of process goals is that they they will help you with the little bits that, that you might want to do to improve overall. Mm-hmm. So it might be that you'll you're going to challenge yourself to go out on on a like a longish run on on sunday but you're going to revise the nutrition plan that you had for that same distance a month ago that you may have executed to 85 percent but you're going to do it to 100 percent today um or you're going to you know like you you're going to do your strength session to you know to 100 percent capacity and, and not like 65 because you're sore um, so some process goals are really, really handy at this time because essentially what they focus on is they just give you targets and they give you a focus for each session. So suddenly each session has a purpose again and each session has a meaning and, and each session can, can mean something to you and it has a purpose. It, it, rather than going, well, what's the point doing it because I don't know when I'm going to you know, do my race. It's almost like you just if you just sort of pair it right back and look to really process focused goals and and be really present with your training and just take each day as it comes and, and take each week. So look at the week and go, okay, so this is what I've got to do. What's my focus going to be? What cadence do I want to hold um, in in this session? You know, do I want to have this as just a joy run? Mm. You know, do I want to have this as a joy ride? Um, and then, you know, it, it, and as, as your, your athlete said, you know, like it's, it's a really beautiful time for reconnection um, to, to your why and to that person who started all of this because you need to honour them now. Mm. That person who, who signed up for that, this, who, who desperately wanted to do it, that person who's taken 
all of those times through the training sessions if you're an elite athlete that person who showed up through all the shitty times all the good times every dawn that you've seen every night time that you've seen every time you felt guilty about not seeing your kids or not seeing grandma you know like that's the person that you want to now by just doing what you're assigned and kind of like doing what you're told um and and that's that's what you engage in right now is that in order to to really you know i'm going to be committed to doing this and just ticking it over and just doing what i've got to do and and in you know enjoying the moment and savoring it and getting what i can out of it because i need to you know i've done so much thus far Mm. And what would you say, I guess, you know, that's one thing to kind of say, you know, try and enjoy it. But what if someone's really struggling to enjoy this? And what if they're really struggling to find that motivation to just explore or be curious and they just, you know, they're not there yet? What would be your advice in that circumstance? Um, There could be different reasons why, you know, like if generally, like if we start and talk from like a non-functional overreaching and burnout risk perspective, then when you're a high burnout risk, one of the one of the indicators will be is that you lose interest in your sport. Mm-hmm. So perhaps if you're there and you've been on a on your big training load, then this period might be in a, a blessing in disguise because it's going to help you regenerate and you may find that down the track. So in in sort of in aid of not giving up on yourself just yet. It's about understanding that the way I feel right now could be because I am quite tired. I am quite stressed. Um, I've got so many other things going on at the moment. Um, don't drop the bundle yet. Mm. If you, It's almost like you've got to treat it like the training session that you just don't want to do, but you give yourself the 20-minute rule. Mm. Do it for, like Show up, do it for 20 minutes, and if you still don't want to do it, don't do it. It's almost like that now. It's like just give yourself the gift of time to to see how you feel about it in a week. Yeah. And if you still feel the same about it in a week, then have a look at what your motivations were to do your event or to be engaged in your sport. And if your motivations aren't there, then then what do you want to explore while you've got the time to do it? Because at the end of the day, you've got the ability to find things that are going to hold your fitness to a similar level, but they don't, they're not going to look the same as your training. And you've got the ability to find things that you might be, might've always wanted to do, but you haven't had the freedom to do them. Um, so it, it might be an interesting time to dip your toe into the water because at the end of the day, you're still moving and that ain't a bad thing at the moment. That's really cool. I, um, I, I love that last bit. I think that's, you know, that, exploration piece is really important and it can be really um confronting to have those thoughts about my gosh i i don't enjoy my who i thought i was or my identity and you know that that's really confronting and that's where having a coach or having that person to chat to whether it is you know um psychologist counselor you're you know even like the the conversations i have with a dietitian are not all food and then you're also your coach and family and friends as you said you've got so many people amongst it and being isolated when you're also feeling this is really really hard yeah honor that there's so many ways that you can reach out and start that conversation i'd love to um explore what you mentioned there about you know there's a lot of things going on and when i reached out to you this probably wasn't even on my radar but in the last couple of days there's been a lot of stress um a lot of anxiety and it's been 
primarily around that unknown, but also um, in job security and yeah. loss. I'd love to explore this a little bit because it's not, not necessarily, you know, what we set out to chat about, but it is so relevant um, where there might be pay cuts, there may be pauses in jobs or, you know, leave that they have to take and there's a lot of financial pressures amongst that um i I don't even know where to start with a question but you know what can we um in those times where it is you know that stress is so so high and it's hard to even put into words how stressful it is oh totally because when you look at at the news today with 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 the airlines then you kind of realize that you're you're witnessing history but you're not witnessing great history um so it's it's the it, it is that time where where um you know financial stress is actually can be like one of the is one of the greatest contributors to to poor well-being in a society um and and food security is the other one so we've got all of them and we've a lot of us have never been challenged in that way um but you will see people who have been challenged in that way previously and they will probably be coping quite differently mm. to us. So it's about appreciating the fact that many of us haven't been challenged that way. We might have had financial insecurity um, before in mm. different ways, but we've always had a solution. And sometimes, you know, like some of us now, we really don't have an answer and we really don't know and everything's sort of, again, out of our control. Um, so it, in times like this, it really is just about um, understanding that if you take care of your mental health during this and your well-being, you know, during this phase, you'll be able to think, make clearer decisions. Mm. You'll be able to feel calmer. You'll be able to feel like you've just, even though it's a shitstorm, that you've kind of like you've got it together as much as you just need to to function. Mm. Because for a lot of us, it's just about functioning. And, and that's the reality and that's okay. Like if you're just getting up at the moment every day and functioning, then you're doing a great job. Turn you know? Yep. If you're just showing up and, and going, okay, what do I need to do today? Then you, you're doing fantastic, you know, and it's, it's um, you know, like it's, it's no one's flourishing right now mm. and, and there's no obligation to flourish or thrive or to feel positive. Um, you know, necessarily, it's about like the reality is, is that how you feel is how you feel. And you got to give credit to that. And that's okay. It's different to someone else. Um, But what I would say is that it's really about the basics. It's about managing your stress, managing your anxiety. Um, So if movement is the way that you manage your anxiety, just stay accountable to doing one uh, 30 minutes of movement a day. Um, in some form even if you don't feel like it Mm. just try particularly if anxiety is your thing you know depression's a little bit different because if you are feeling depressed and if you are prone to depression then basic functioning is is like your tick for the day you know having a shower is a great thing Um, you know cooking a meal for yourself is a great thing so if we can pair it right back to basics that aren't sort of wishy-washy but are self-care in essential ways, it's about setting boundaries about how you expose your, like what you expose yourself to as far as the media is concerned. Um, I read a really good tip the other day that said, if you need to, set yourself a time where you check in and check the news and see what's going on. 
take the notifications off your Garmin, mm. um, the news notifications that feed through your phone. Um, you know, like stop your watch from buzzing all the time. Um, you know, I, that's what my watch is doing at the moment. So <laughs> process working out how to do that. Yeah. Um, you, you know, like, so it's, it's, it's about, it's kind of about bunkering down and looking at what you need to do as an individual to get yourself through. Yeah. Um, so, so it is, it's around setting, setting really strong boundaries around what you're exposing yourself to. Um, you know, like if you watch a live press conference on, on Facebook of, you know, health ministers or politicians or whatever, turn the comments off. Do not read them. Um, it, it, you know, it's about, um, just looking after yourself nutritionally, mm. just, you know, trying to make some choices about getting some veggies in, you know, like, and, and you know, the basics looking yeah. for sources like yourself about how to organize your pantry. Um, if you're not used to cooking with basic staples, mm. then look out, look for resources that, that help you learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if you can't find the staples, then, you know, ask people if they've got them. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, you, it, I think the tide's slowly going to turn where people are going to start sharing resources. Yeah. I, I um, feel the same. And also sharing reality too like just the rawness and honesty within responses this last yeah. couple of days has been so different to what i've ever experienced you know um people are sharing more in their emotion uh, yep. and sharing more hopefully in their belongings and it will take time to shift but um that message is definitely coming through and as a population we will rise it's just we've got to get through that fear first. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And we just, you know, like we just have to bunker down and get ourselves through each day as it comes. Yeah. And to get through each day as it comes, um, it's about try and do one thing for yourself mm. that, that gives you space in that day. Mm. Um, as I said, I'll be sharing some resources over the next few days, but one that I know of is that Headspace is giving free access to, to healthcare workers and frontline Mm. um workers but they also have a, a free resource that's that's weathering the storm right so I'll it's some podcast guys if you're looking for the links yeah so that's some tips that's essentially just a collection of tips um on on different ways that you can sort of calm your anxiety many you know like work through the fears that you have work through the uncertainty and how to process and just how to look up you know like essentially just look after yourself mentally through that Mm. Um, there will be, I'm sure, a lot more resources starting to come through. Mm. Um, if you find yourself that you you are isolated and you've got 20 minutes of, you know, uh, or you, you just don't feel like doing something that day, there's a lot of movement resources as well. Mm. Pick one and just, and just see how you go with it. Mm. Um, but it is, it, it is literally, it, it's like getting up, looking at what you've got to do that day, um, looking after yourself, making sure that you, you're eating, making sure that you're sleeping and just doing your best. Um, the other way that they've found that a stress state, so as in the biochemical stress state, can actually be countered is through kindness and compassion. Mm. So, so it actually, um, it actually engages the opposite 
uh, adrenal system that, that count as a stress response. So if you are feeling stressed out, do a random act of kindness or show someone some compassion. Um, you know, like it, it doesn't, the world doesn't have to know about it, but it's, it's something that is actually proven scientifically to counteract stress. And to, but to counteract the, the stress response, the fight or flight response, it's one of the only things that can actually interrupt it. Oh, that is the best. <laughs> so oh, I it's, love that, Leah. And so practical and easy and just, you know, pragmatic. as Yeah, well. just yeah. be kind to someone. Like be, show kindness or show compassion. Mm. Um, compassion is really important right now, particularly um, in, in the group of people that, that you've got. You know, like look to your communities. Yeah. Look to your online communities. You know, it, it, you know, like hardened athletes are like, I'm not, you know, I'm good. I'm, everything's okay. You know, if you were to go on there and say, I am so struggling with this, you know, like, I don't know how to even like lace up and bother going out today. You would have a, a mix of people saying, you know what? I felt that yesterday. Here's what I did. Or yeah. someone that said, you know what? I feel that today. Let's, let's both make sure that we do it. Like buddy up. Like use those, all of those online communities that, that we all have access to. Yeah. It's now a really, it's a really important time that we engage them and mm. we make them a place of connection, particularly in spaces where everyone gets what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know, this discussion this morning with someone I respect greatly came up and he was saying this next period will not be about financial gain. It won't be about money. It'll be about relationships. Yeah. And we're going to be really brought back to the importance that relationships and connection have to us yeah. because we're going to, there's going to be so many of us that whether it's by choice or by force, we're going to be isolated. Mm. You know, like we have a neighbor down, down the street from us who, because she flew in recently is in self-isolation mm. and we know how much she loves the beach so today we put the beach in a bottle. We we got water from the ocean and we put sand in there. I don't know how hygienic that is, but anyway, you know, don't judge me on that one. Um, but so we took the, the ocean. In. <laughs> yeah, it was just salt water. Um, yeah. But we we just took the the ocean to her in a little bottle and left it at her doorstep. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's just about it. it you know, it is. It's it, but human connection is what gets us through anything. And yeah. if we know that someone's, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter how different we are. If we know that someone's sort of isolated, then it's time for us to step up and look out for people too. And, and just because in a lot of ways that connection is going to serve us. Mm. So, so you might not think so, but that connection's going to serve you because it's helping you be compassionate, be kind, and it's helping you focus on, on the good and feel good so it's kind of a win-win if you're you know if you start an exercise kindness it's it's going to benefit you as much as it's going to benefit that person i love that and you've kind of answered my question that i was going to ask because i think a lot of people will maybe know someone who's struggling um financially or their job doesn't look great or they may have lost their job and they may feel like well we're struggling too so how can i help or why would i even reach out because i can't offer any help you've just kind of clarified that, that it doesn't need to necessarily be a big act. It can be. It, it, and it can be just a, you know, like, I'm so sorry. I can't imagine what you're going through right now. Um, I, I'm here if you need me. It doesn't, it doesn't have, we don't have to solve it because yeah. 
a lot of us feel like, well, I don't have the solution. So I can't be talking to this person because I can't really help them. It's, it can be as much as how, you know, like how, how things looking for you or, or how you're traveling. And they might say, you know, like I'm, I'm a mess. Like we, you know, like such and such, they, they look like losing their job. We don't know about this. You know, like they're pretty full on conversations for us to take on, but it's just the ability to say, look, I'm, you know, like it's like, that's really shit. And I'm so sorry this is happening to you. It's about, you know, and it's a converse, it's a, it's a level of conversation that a lot of us haven't had to be educated in because we've lost that connection. So it's about like, remember the times that we used to sit in the, you know, in the, the schoolyard with our friends and they just got dumped by their boyfriend or their girlfriend. And you're just like, I'm so sorry. That's so shitty. You know, yeah. like I just, and they, or they've done something really bad or something really embarrassing's had to them, happened to them and you, and you really feel for them, but there's not much you can do about it. Mm-hmm. It's that same kind of conversation. We've just lost, we've, we've been made comfortable by our, our ability to be one step removed. Yes. That filter. And, and yeah, and, and we haven't had to really like getting the, the trenches with each other um, unless you're that friend who does that and you're used to it and you're, you know, like you're used to those conversations and you're used to those really, um, you know, robust kind of conversations and you, but you're used to also feeling that it's okay that I don't know how to solve this for you but what's really important is that you know that I'm just here if, if like just sound me out, you know. Um, because sometimes it's just going to be about this person just going blah yeah. and, and you helping them find clarity. So it, it's also being that, and the training and stuff is no different. Yeah. So, I, I see so similar, so many similarities, isn't it? Between yeah. two conversations, they may seem yeah. so different. Yeah. So, so similar because even when I was thinking, well, if someone has lost their job, it is the same as what this athlete is feeling where their identity is gone. Yeah. And no purpose during the day but all these things we just spoke about for the athlete you can take on yes yeah all still applicable yeah and it's it's mm. the same conversation just with a, a different context mm. um and it's it, we don't have to be able to solve someone's problems in order to help them sometimes they just need to know that someone's um you know like a, good old Brene brown's a great source of how to be empathetic um, and it's the old story that she told when, when she, they were stuck in the airport and she missed her daughter's um, like finals volleyball game or something like that. And, and she said, like, the, the, the greatest thing my friend did was just said, you know, like, I am so sorry. Like, this is just shit. And, and she didn't try and fix it. She didn't try and cheer her up. She just said, I, you know, like I, can, like, I appreciate just how shitty this situation is for you, but I'm here with you. And I think it's that kind of it's it's that kind of thing. Is it so long as we know that we're not alone, and that we know that that we're we're all in this together. Like there is no person who is cruising through life going, you know, what at the maybe, moment. Maybe yeah. Girls, please. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps I don't know whether it's uh, whether they're the ones getting the calls about the toilet paper though. Oh, yeah, sure. it's, it's probably yeah. getting used a lot actually. Let's that's take right. that back. Money's not um, everything, guys. That's right. Um, <laughs> But but the average sort of layperson is, you know, the majority of us are, are all in this together. It feels like it, dominoes, to be honest. It's like yeah. one layer goes, the next layer has to go, and it just really is quite, um, yeah. Yeah, 
and I think you know like it's it's time too where you know like on a greater social level mm-hmm. where we get to decide how we treat each other through this yeah and we get to decide what this kind of looks like and if we're not happy with the way that we're treating each other at the moment then we're the, we're the agents of change so and given what we've just talked about what kindness and compassion does for our own stress levels you know if we practice that for ourselves and someone also benefits that in, in the long run, but we all get, we all start and see how society improves when we do that together. And I know that's a really big sort of leap and it's almost in the find the gift kind of conversation um, because it, it's certainly not said in an insensitive matter to, you know, like cheer up, just be kind. But it is on, on an absolute basic human level, you know, like just look for the opportunity that you can get within your resources Mm. to just show kindness or to show compassion to somebody mm. um, and, and, and that will help you and it will also help, you know, whoever's on the receiving end of it as well. But it's, you know, like it's obviously there's so many different challenges mm. um, that, you know, we could be having this conversation again in a month's time, uh, you know, talking about different facets of it and, and, and it's just an ever-evolving thing. So I guess... Um, you know, like I think a, a quote that I put up tonight is that the, the art of life is, is about adapting to, you know, changing, situ, you know, like situations or I don't know, it's what's nine o'clock at night, oh, my really brain's not really functioning. That one, Lou, you're out of the park. Well, that sounded on. so motivational. But it's, that, it, do you know what? Yeah, we probably should cut ourselves off, shouldn't we? I just realised. Yeah, it is just. It, Hopefully it was all very valuable. We do have a, well, both of us waffle. And so both of us <laughs> on the compete waffle is a really bad idea. And so we'll cut us off. But honestly, if you have more questions, if you want to cover different topics that we didn't cover in this podcast, please shout out, please reach out. We can have Leah on anytime. I haven't asked her, but she yeah, she will come on. That's anytime. right. <laughs> um, just to cover things as they change, as you said, Leah, that this is changing all the time. So thank you so, so much. I, as always, your advice is so practical. It's pragmatic in the most respectful way um, to everyone who's going through something right now. And um, I really, really appreciate your time. And I'm so, so glad that we have the opportunity to share your voice and um, your messaging. So thank you. Thank you. It beats my cat memes. I know. Do you know she has three cats, everyone? That's so right. So if you haven't judged her before, you will now. <laughs> I have exactly right. Three cats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everything we referenced in this podcast, we will um, put links up to. Um, but, of course, if we forget something, just shout out and we will absolutely be able to follow that. Uh, we are reachable at Compete Nutrition um, on our Instagram and also on Facebook. We're doing lives. We're doing content all the time. Leah um, has an interesting relationship with social media, but she's very accessible. (laughs) Has accounts. She's just not really into them all the time. So, Leah, where can people find you? Um, Probably the best way would be to, if you are a Compete client, um, then just maybe have a look at this podcast link and we'll put my email address or somewhere or the website somewhere in there and you can you can track me down that way. Um, I am pretty good on Facebook, just not much else um, because it just saps my time too much. <laughs> I, I like to limit my exposure. So um, just have a look at the links on, on this podcast and, and we'll get you where you need to be. 
Yeah, you're an absolute gem, Leah. Thank you so, so much for joining us. My and pleasure. Pause very soon. <laughs>